back everyone to the Moafa Fantasy Premier League show. Uh, it's been a while but um, great to be back. Um, I'm Rov No Clue and <laughs> um, you'll find out in a minute why that's the case. But um, yeah, standing in for CC again. Um, with me today I have Matt Steelo Steel. G'day everyone. Uh, Grant the Rui Station Rui. Kia Koto. And Matt Big Willy Wilson. <laughs> G'day guys, how are we? Um, is everyone doing well? You alright? We good? Yeah. Okay, okay. So just gonna crash crash straight into it. Um we actually have a very, very special um row nose today, and it's gonna come to you in many parts. Um so I'm just gonna crack right into that and I'll let Matt Rowe tell you about what he knows. Hi and welcome to Ro Knows, I'm Ro and I know and today um, folks we have a very special edition um, we're actually at the wedding of Duncan Stewart manager of Danger Zone FC um, and this edition is going to be focused on how to get drunk at a wedding um, and the different stages that you want to go through uh, during a wedding um, so yeah this will be coming to you in different parts and um, thank you to CC for stitching this together um, yeah looking forward to uh, sharing my sharing my thoughts as we progress through the evening um, so yeah we'll we'll kick it off yeah so folks um stage one uh, is what we call the um, the warm-up phase uh, get the engines going um, you know the ceremony's just finished beautiful beautiful ceremony um, wonderful event so far um, so this is this is the stage where you've, you've gone up to the craft beer um, uh, floats and you've, you've got yourself a party pilsner and um, you're playing a game of patonk and you just want to sort of ease into things probably have two or three beverages and, um, and just do some mingling chat to the chat to a few people you know get things get things moving along at a steady pace but nothing too crazy at, at this section you don't want to embarrass yourself so um, yeah, we're just cruising, it's a great day, great day to be alive, um, and we'll check in again soon, thank you. Thanks very much, Roaster, uh, we look forward to coming back to you later in the episode. Um, so, guys, how are we feeling about FPL at the moment? Um, you guys seem to be doing pretty well, you have any like secrets to your success of late? Uh, making good decisions. <laughs> real good, real good place to start. So, yeah. is that is that you, Grant? Yeah, that's right. So, um, <laughs> as, as, so astute, uh, astute listeners might recall the last time we had a podcast. So I threw all the toys, and you know, because I was coming off a, a stretch of losses where um, I wasn't losing by a lot, uh, wasn't scoring a lot of points, but I definitely felt that. Uh, was, wasn't really justified. And then um, over the last ten game weeks of one eight. And lost two. Um, I think I've just been a lot tighter and been a lot quicker to make decisions. So uh, rather than sitting and waiting and thinking and maybe not going minus four, I've just gone minus four. I want this player, bring them in, 
Um, I've got all the big guns in there. Uh, everyone's firing. Uh, and I'm just mowing people down at the moment. So can you <laughs> just um, just give us some examples of uh, players that you've brought in that have been successful for you lately? Uh, so I uh, strengthened the defence going into the Christmas break. So I had uh, Robbo in there, brought in Van Dyke. I thought Van Dyke was probably resistant from being rotated. That was right. So I brought him in there. He was solid. Um, you know, everyone else sort of came good. Uh, Anderson had some good games. Uh, you know, Kane was solid. Kane's now come out. Uh, Sterling, Sterling had some good games. Everyone's just sort of delivered in different times. Yeah, it's sort of been a sum of all the parts sort of thing. Real, than a real, real team effort. Yeah, that's right. Say. Yeah, all so right. um, you know, I really feel for Marcus this weekend. He's probably just gonna get mowed down like <laughs> the last four people. All played, right, so. all right, all yeah. right. Um, Steelo, Willie, any comments on how you guys are going lately? Oh, I'd be so. Better to jump in. I unfortunately lost to Riri last week. What? 10 points <laughs> loss. Um, annoyingly, there was nothing I could have done to have prevented that, I feel. So, well done to him. He's on a great run. Um, to make up for it, I um, flogged Callum Campbell by 26 points. Um, <laughs> my my festive season has been quite mixed, but apart from sort of one or two guys, everyone's sort of gone through that. So, I'm uh, still sitting in third. Sitting in third in the overall points. Um, I think most of my leagues have got green arrows. I'm doing doing quite well. Um, another person I beat over the festive season was Matt Wilson. Yeah, another person I beat over the festive season was Matt Rowe. <laughs> so just just beating all the people that I can um, rub it into. Um, taking the board trophy this year. Winning five or six of those. So I'm pretty happy with how things are going. Um, usually this is when I strengthen, so... I'm hoping that carries on. Um, with the cane injury, I'm sort of concerned we're going to end up with template teams all over again. So it'll be interesting to see how the next few weeks play out. Yeah. And uh, Willie, any comments? Yeah, I mean, just carrying on from what Stilo said, that the festive period wasn't too good for me. Um, red arrows across the board for, I think, four straight weeks. Um, but uh, this weekend just gone, I have recovered. I got a big win, um, which puts me back in the top eight of the Super League. Any players that you can thank for that? Um, that what that have helped me this week yeah. or that, that led me to having uh, three weeks of shockers um, I brought Salah back in yeah. um, and he sort of has neutralised those, um, those, those red arrows I, I suppose by captaining him so that's kind of stopped the rot and I can hopefully build from here but um, I was too late on the Pogba train and the Rashford train just over Christmas when United obviously got Solskjaer in there and they went on a run but hopefully from now we're going to we're gonna we're gonna be good, but yeah, had a tough tough time over that that festive period. Yeah, all right. Um, I'm not really gonna comment on my own form too much. Um, <laughs> probably just Ed and Hazard just hosing me just right. constantly at the moment. Um, isn't really isn't, isn't really a fun time. And um, yeah, the lack of a city <laughs> midfielder as well um, has also been uh, yeah troubling. But um, one thing that actually one point that I did want to bring to the table. Did anybody see the Everton Southampton game over yeah. the weekend? Saw the highlights. You saw? Yeah. You see the highlights? Mm-hmm. See the second uh, Southampton goal. Yeah, the Luca Dean own goal, goal. right? Yeah. So I've got like a bone to pick with this because I have Luca Dean in my team, so do and I have guys. Nathan Redmond as well. <laughs> um, and, I was just going. Yeah. So you got a goal. Like, I'm kind of. I'm kind of feeling like. I just like it was just negative two worse off when you know I probably shouldn't have been. So the balls, the ball gets played through to Redmond, and he's got control of the ball, right? 
and Luca Dean comes through and he gives it a toe poke in the challenge and it goes 30 yards past Pickford into the goal. No assist given. <laughs> I was Luca Dean own goal. If there was no assist. So it's just like Nathan Redmond's got that ball under control. Why isn't he getting an assist for that? Yeah, I'd, mm, you'd, you'd probably have to contact Premier League. <laughs> I don't, because you, you assume that he's the last player to touch the ball, so the assist would go to him. Exactly. Which I swear we've seen that happen before. Yeah. But maybe because it was such a ridiculous own goal that it's, you can't get an assist for that. Yeah, I was just um, just disappointed, I suppose. Um, so we are going to rattle on. Um, we're just going to get back to Matt Rowe, and then right after that, we'll come back to the water cooler with Matt Wilson. Okay, people, we're at um, the second stage of the night. Um, we've just had dinner, a beautiful beef Wagyu burger, um, and you're now moving into what well, phase two, which is uh, what I like to call... Um, Getting the engine moving, um, we're, we're speeding things up, you're about five standard drinks in at this stage. Um, if you're having any thoughts of driving, now's the time to call dial a driver. Um, <laughs> but at, at this stage, I wanted to get the thoughts of uh, Mongaraki Towns manager Callum Campbell and uh, his view on, on this important phase of the, um, the road to all, the, all glory with drinking. <laughs> Over to you, CC. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Um, so... In terms of the, uh, on the Wikipedia page, um, I think you'll find this stage is called the acceleration phase. And uh, at this point, this is where you go, you know, you're feeling comfortable, you're feeling easy, you're feeling, you're feeling warm, and you really want to get to that next level where you're, where you're charging. You really want to get to the point you're really like laying it down, so to speak. And uh, what do you do? How do you get there? Um, the answer is you just go hell for leather, basically. Yes, absolutely. I'm going to wrap that up, but um, uh, thank you, CC, for your fine thoughts. Um, this segment's called Row Knows for a reason, so uh, next time, can you keep your opinions to yourself, mate? Thank you. What a cooler. What a cooler. Okay, guys, the water cooler this week. Um, once again, same deal. Two teams, which I've uh, decided to profile, one from the Super League and one from the B League. Um, both these teams are, are doing very, very well at the moment uh, in their respective leagues for, for different reasons. Um, so the first profile uh, we're going to do this, this week is Scarborough Forest, which, uh, of course, manager is Scotty Martin. Um, been in the Super League with us since, since day one uh, in 2009. Now, uh, if we're just looking at, spout off a few of the stats here, um, seven wins in his last eight matches, including three wins from four against current top eight clubs. Um, so it shows he's not just a flat track bully and beating all the boys down the bottom. He's um, picking up big wins against guys around him. Um, and he's picked up three wins over four over that Christmas period as well. So he's, he's had some very good form lately. Um, next three of five fixtures though uh, against current top eight teams so there'll be a few more tests in there for him you'd like to think in the coming weeks he's sitting, sitting second in the Super League level on points with Mott Tigers um, who's of course managed by Tim Roots um, 20th in the Championship which uh, I don't know I mean I guess you could say is, is alright but then you could say if he's second in the Super League he should possibly be a little bit higher there um, and he's no longer in the Victoria Cup um, he didn't actually qualify for uh, other reasons. Um, but <clears throat> and finally, he's um, Scotty's averaging 56.3 points per game week um, based on the 23 weeks we've had so far. 
which puts him on track for a score of 2,140, which would be his best since his 2,246 in 2013-14, which I think was the Suarez, Suarez season. Um, and it would be his third best overall score since he started playing in 2009. So looking at that, it looks like he's um, <clears throat> on track for a fairly good season and he's doing well at the moment. Um, his current current lineup is Allison, Van Dyke, Bamba, Bennett, <coughs> Salah, Pogba, Hazard, Lookman, who he's recently brought in, who I'll just mention quickly after this. Jimenez, Aubameyang, Rashford, subs, Patricio, Brooks, Juan Bissaka, and Christopher Schindler, and he's generally playing a 3-4-3. Team value of 103.9, pretty solid, and he's just used his first wild card, which was in game week 6, 30 transfers, which... Based on this season and comparing with other guys is is, is about normal. Um, his most recent additions, he took Alonso out, which I think a lot of people have been doing recently and brought Van Dijk in, which um, Grant just mentioned earlier. Belbuena coming out, no-brainer I guess there. He's been injured recently and brought in uh, Sol Bamba of Cardiff. He's taken out uh, Torreira from Arsenal and brought in Lookman, which I find a, an interesting trade there and a bit of a differential. I don't know about you guys. Um, and he's taken Richarlison out, which seems to be a bit of a goer at the moment, a bit of a trend, as he hasn't been in too great a form over the last couple of weeks, and brought in David Brooks, which leaving him with 0.5 in the bank. What do you guys think about Scotty recently? Uh, just quickly before I move on to number two. Great form. The, the, the one thing I look at is those changes is Bamba. Like, mm. It's a WTF. Mainly because <laughs> mainly, mainly he's in his starting lineup. Mm. But I mean, he's, he's he's freed up some cash. He's not obviously got not a lot of cash in defence, and it means he can have a midfield of Salah, Pogba, Hazard, mm. and yeah. then up front have him as a Bamiang and Rashford. That's that's decent, right? Yeah, and when he's got Brock sitting on his bench as well. I right? mean, that midfield is ridiculously strong. Yeah, when Lockman's um, the weak link there, but that's yeah. obviously a free up cash move. So he mm. looks pretty well balanced yeah. in terms of the way things are playing out at the moment. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. I think, you know, as, as it's been well canvassed, you know, I sort of like a bit more meat at the back. So um, that's the only... I, I, I hazard using the word um, gripe because I don't think it is because I think if you look at the rest of the makeup of his team, it's really strong. Mm. Um, you know, he's definitely set himself well for a deep run. Um, yeah, so you can't knock it. You think that uh, Scotty's doing it at the moment, I don't know. Yeah, no, definitely. From from what I've looked at today and, and putting compiling this sort of thing together, he looks like he's um, he's doing well. So I guess uh, we can wish him the best of luck unless he's playing one of us. Right? I think, um, you know, I, I head to game week 27 where up against uh, Boy United. So, yeah, <laughs> so he's, he might win everyone till then. Right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So that, that's Scotty. And um, Scotty, we hope you, you listen to this pod, mate, um, if, if you're out there today. Um, doing whatever you're doing. Um, number two, the football fondlers. Now, Thomas Nielsen, B-League league leader. We've, I think we've mentioned him in previous pods. It's, when I was going through the stats this afternoon, it's just ridiculous some of the things this guy could achieve this season um, based on where he's sitting at the moment. So uh, six wins in the last eight, only defeats interestingly coming against the bottom two sides in the B-League um, funnily enough, he leads the B League by eight points over second, which is Farms United. Um, some big fixtures coming up for him, though. He's got third, fourth, and fifth in the next five. So that's Benonda, Blitz, Shabarovas, and Lamageddon FC. 
So, but based on what he's been doing, that's that could prove irrelevant. That that stat there that he's got those three. Um, he's only lost four games all season in the head-to-head. The record currently is Jason Carpenter from 16-17 when he got the bangers promoted, um, where he lost 10 games and finished on 82 points. So uh, Tom's currently on 57 points. He's only lost four. He's got a lot of wiggle room still to, to beat that, I feel. So incredible, incredible stat there. Currently averaging 64 points a game week, which will see him amass 2,432 points, which would be enough to break the all-time point scoring record in the Moafa Leagues, which currently is 2,401 set by Mark Boric in 2013-14. And he would also, uh, if he went on to do that, you would think he would become the first first B-League team to win the championship as well. Um, And he's currently top of the championship, 13 points ahead of Dan Parker in second. Um, just the one wildcard played in game week nine. Uh, 26 transfers made, so about right, you would think, based on where we're at. And a team value, I couldn't believe this today, of 106.2. So that uh, Duncan Stewart has one of 106, but he, he has the top team value this season. So he's top of both his leagues. He's got the most valuable side. Um, that... Team value, I can't believe. That's that's things you finish at on the end, at the end of the season kind of stuff. Um, there's side quickly, I'll rattle through. Fabianci in goal, Robertson, Doherty, Dig, uh, Dean, Sulla, Pogba, Sterling, Felipe Anderson, Hazard, Rashford, Jimenez. Subs, Button, which has, he's come in recently at Brighton for um, Matt Ryan. Juan Bissaka, Quayna and Simpson. 3-5-2 general formation. The first thing that stuck out there, guys, was his bench has nothing, really. Um, because you can kind of see a little bit of a strategy that he's employing there. It's not a regular um, number, Saka, right? Okay, apart from one, Saka, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would be the only one. That midfield um, is dirty. It is very dirty. <laughs> um, so just quickly, sorry, his recent additions, Alonso came out, Simpson in, success, Isaac success out, Quainer in, Obiang out to bring in Pogba. Kane came out, obviously, with the injury. Jimenez in, Richarlison out, Sterling in. So fairly no-brainer transfers he's made as well. 1.6 in the bank still as well. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on him this season? I think he's been incredible. Well, he's, looking at that team, like goalkeeper, I've taken a different strategy. He's flying, so I'm not going to complain about that. He's got probably the three big guys that everyone sort of wants <laughs> to get in their defence right. Mm. Robertson, Doherty, Dean. They're, they're like pretty common across and have been mm. scoring big. Then that midfield, Salah, Pogba, Sterling, Felipe Anderson, Hazard. I mean, when you've got Salah, Sterling, Pogba and Hazard in your midfield, you're getting points from one or at least of them, mm. right? Yeah. That's it's crazy. And then Rashford and Jimenez, like, up front, yeah. hasn't been doing so much with Kane going out. He's reacted and he's mm. bulked up his team. And I think with the way the forwards are at the moment, the value you can get from strikers, you can kind of yeah. get a midfield like that. But if you look at his team value and then his bench, you can see how he's got it. But the other thing is, he's got 1.6 in the bank, so it's not that hard for him to no. make a slight upgrade to one of those bench players, yeah. Kwana or Simpson, mm-hmm. and then he doesn't look so light, right? Even half a mil on yeah. each. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just um, sort of shows you the, the power, and I'm making presumptions here. You know, 26 transfers sort of suggests that hasn't made a lot of poor decisions. Mm-hmm. No. So, you know, it, it just sort of shows when there's a fork of the road and you, you take the right one to sort of yeah. where you can take yourself. Like, you know, eight points ahead of second, you know, that's, 
that's a, that's a lot of points, especially when you're scoring at the rate that Thomas is, and with the value that he has, mm. you know, or the team value. I think you know it's yeah. really hard for someone to. Mate, that. yeah, it's going to be tough to yeah tough <laughs> yeah, to botch it from here, right? Like, he's already, already, and he's yeah. got another wild card, so like he's oh. already got a force field in effect. If he did come into, if he did come a bit stuck in those later weeks and goes through a bit of a blip, he's got mm. something in the bank to to well, quickly get himself well, out of it. Rob has to win three more games. Yeah, and there's only 15 games left. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So we can probably probably talk about the implications a little bit later. Yeah, it would. It would. Yeah, it would definitely be the um, yeah. fall from grace. Biggest fall from grace if he did. But yeah, but yeah, that guys. That's the water cooler this week, and um, yeah, some, right. good, some good players at the moment. Thank, thanks a lot, Big Willie. All right, welcome back to Row Nose. We're in uh, phase phase three. Um, uh, post speeches uh, got pretty intense in there. I actually got um, called out, which was unexpected, and <laughs> things have taken a turn. Um, as a result, I've really ramped things up, and we're going at uh, breakneck speeds here. Uh, it was quite a moment, and so um, I've actually pulled over Jesse Farmer from What a Moment FC just to talk us through this uh, phase three and what it means to him. Well, phase three for me really was signature and headlined by What a Roman. Um, what, what, what you've got there is you've got a moment, a monumental moment, but it's with Ro, so it's a Roman. <laughs> Thank you, Jesse, and we'll move on to phase four shortly. All right, welcome back, everyone. Um, so today we've just had the Victoria Cup quarterfinal draw. Um, so I'm just going to ask the panel for any um, these hot takes. Like, what do you, what do you think? About the draw, um, Matt Steele, can I go to you first? How, do, how are you how are you feeling about your draw right now, mate? Uh, yeah, it's just it's the tail of this draw for me, really. When uh, it's basically, I get the hardest option every time. So this time I've been drawn. <laughs> could you have had a worse draw? I, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I don't think I could have had a worse draw because uh, Mott Tigers, I could have could probably possibly be a harder team to play than mm. Farms United. But other than that. You've got to remember, you, you get through Farmer, you got Callum, that's easy. Yeah, but also Chris Cowman. So if it's Chris Cowman, that's tough. If it's Callum, it's a bye. <laughs> I, think, I think the other side of the draw is slightly infuriating, and Tom and Laurie have sort of both led a charmed life here. I don't think they've had to play Super League teams. I could stand corrected, but I think they've both had quite a good run, and they so they get fair. to match up against each other. To be fair, though, if they make it, one of them makes it through that, and has to play the Tim or Mark. Yeah, so the the the, um, the game between Laurie and Tom is just basically the, the uh, who earns the right to get touched up by uh, Tim Roots. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what that one is. Yeah, it's like that's what they call the beauty of the cup, though, right? And, like, and not the yeah. mediocrity bowl. <laughs> Dubbed one of the fixtures last time. That's but right. I think I think Tim Roots v Mark McLeod would be very interesting to play. I mean, we know what Mark, how Mark plays the game, and uh, Tim's an excellent player as well. So. To be fair, I think they're all going to be really even. Like the way it's fallen, they're yeah. all decent, like yeah. decent matchups together. Like Tom versus Laurie, even though I'm annoyed, <laughs> should, be, close, should be quite tight. Quite, should yeah, be quite yeah, tight. Yeah. And then Tim and Mark be a great game. Like Mark's doing all right, and Tim's Tim's top of the Super League, obviously. Farmer's second, I'm third in our leagues. And then you've got Callum and um, Chris, who are both sort of hovering around the top eight. Like it's all pretty evenly matched. Yeah, it should be it should be a good few games. Um, so those games are at the start of February. I think it's the second of Feb New Zealand time is the yeah. first. So game week twenty five. So the next what next game week is game week twenty four and midweek next week, and then 
and then 25. That following yeah. weekend, yep. Yeah. Nice one. Um, so, yeah, so we're just going to go back to Matt Rowe with a little bit more Rose Nose. And um, when we come back, we'll have Grant Rewe with us with I Got Your Numbers. Welcome back to Rowe Nose. As you can maybe out of here, we've got the, the dance floor is cranking. It's phase four time. Um, one of the things about phase four is you've got to stay in your lane. You don't want to go outside your lane. Um, you've got to keep it under control, but you want to keep keep the foot up. Pedal to the floor. Now, who better to talk to in this sort of moment than Baller United's Grant Rewe. Grant Rewe, talk us about what Phase 4 means to you, mate. It's definitely one of those times where you have to buckle down. It's time to raise some pace, get knuckled down, put the tie on the head, start drinking that red wine, and start, you you better bring the banter, you better bring the heat, you better bring the style, and you better get down. It's time to get going, it's time to get loose. Ball United time, let's go, baby! Wow. <laughs> Hi, sports fans. Uh, hi, hi, sports fans. Uh, yeah, thanks, Carmen. Yeah, hi, sports fans. Uh, so th- this weekend, I got your numbers. Uh, instead of doing something new, I thought I'd look backwards. So uh, as people recall, um, one of the main thrusts of I got your numbers in uh, the end of 2018 was coming up with the numbers 11. And figuring out uh, can you can you uh, structure a team around premium defenders? So four premium defenders, and then filling up the rest with value. So um, it was a bit of a hypothesis. We threw it together, found this team, and uh, let's see how they went. So over the last seven game weeks, I'm going from the last time we had a pod. So game week 17 through to game week 23, the numbers 11 have averaged 56 points since then. Game week so. If you use uh, Tom Nielsen's team as a gauge, you know they were what sixty four points, sixty two points yeah. a game week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the numbers eleven is, you know, basically a, a scoring midfielder and assist away from that. Every it's still a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, if you put it in those contexts, it's still a lot. Yeah. But it's, it's um, nearly there. It's nearly there. It's nearly there. Um, you know, so over that run, you've had some good uh, good performers. Uh, you know, Mo Salah, no surprise there. He scored 66 points. He's the highest scorer for the numbers 11 over that. So if you recall, you know, he was the he was the primary midfield target. So it was like build your defence, bang and Salah, and then build and value around that. Um, you know, the Remustition was a early proponent of Paul Pogba before uh, Old Gunner came in. So Pogba came in before he hit his form. So that's 62 points from Pogba over... Um, over that stretch nice. so those two have anchored the team and then the rest have sort of filled it in you know I've had some hits and misses with the defence Trippier is just burning a hole there he's there there's no one to move him to so I'll, if you recall the rules of the numbers 11 so I have to captain a defender I can only trade out a premium defender for a premium defender so with the likes of Mendy being injured and Alonso doing nothing you're really left with scraps Beyond the ones that I already have, so you know that's uh, Virgil Van Dyke. I have Dada Louise, uh, Robbo's in there, and then Trippier. So you have this core in the Trippier. So even players like Laporte's had his had his time with the team. He's been out. Alonso potentially could come back and if he turns it round. I'm eyeing Mendy up as as someone to bring back him when he's healthy. I was about to say that he's, he's they reckon only a few weeks away, isn't he? So he's definitely on the on, on the target there. So, you know, Robertson, the only defender of that bunch who's been consistent over that period, saying that Double Louise, 
He's, I've had him for four game weeks. He's got 32 points. That's a good return. Two real big bang scores. Got a zero in the last game mm. week. Mm. But, you know, he's returning. So there is still some substance there with the back, back line. Yep. There's just not a lot of flexibility, which is something that you know, flows through the team. So Richarlison's been there for the, from the start, and ideally you'd move him. There's just no great alternative to fit into that position. There's right. not a, there's yeah. no no one in that value who has a statistical base, unfortunately, that he has. Yeah. So it's either punting away the position. I don't really want to do that, given the premise is that everybody contributes. Mm. It's very communist in the way this team is. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, everybody. All uh, fifteen A's. That's yeah, right. Equally, yeah. Um, rules are rules, right? That's right. Yeah, so, that's how you work for a Labour government. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, that's probably the, the one negative is that I don't really have a lot of room to move. You know, with my constraints with the defence, defence takes up too much, too much of the points to allow me to be flexible elsewhere. Mm. So I can't like get rid of Trippier, for example, cash him down to somebody cheap. Mm. Um, I'm still stuck with those constraints. But you know, the team isn't doing that bad. So if you look at how it's gone over December and then January to date, in the championship. Uh, the numbers 11 scored 349 points, which is best for 14th in December nice. of all teams. Which, if you look at it, there were only six Super League teams that scored more points in December <laughs> than the numbers 11. Ball United, not one of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, the only only team at the table uh, who's managed at the table was Bush 11. So it was better than Wilson, Wilson Athletic, way better than uh, Malngaraki Town. Um, it was yeah, it was it was a good month for Ball United. Now, if you look at January, not as good yet. So 38th, 161 points. Only four points behind Bull United. But if, if you use 14th point place as its reference point, it's only 19 points behind uh, What A Moment FC on 180, who's in 13th at the moment. So there's recovery there. Mm. And I think with the team uh, that's available, I do need to make one transfer this week. I don't know what it's going to be. I have two in the bank. I'll lose one if I don't yeah. use it. Um, so I'll do you? Yeah, you can. You know, you, have, you only have two in the bank. You can't. Oh, yeah, 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 you can't. Yeah, yeah, don't don't be Tom Hill on us and just. No, you like, don't lose one. No, well, no, 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 but I'll, I'll have two transfers next yeah, week. Yeah, but you essentially yeah. do lose one, right? Whereas if you use one this week, yeah, he would yeah, have two yeah, next yeah, week. Yeah. yeah. So um, I need to do something. Uh, Richarlison is the target, but I just don't know what to do yet. I'll post later in the week once I know more. So I guess just I guess a question, yeah, in terms of um, just thinking about the game more broadly. So you talked about being um, constrained by kind of like the rules of the team. Um, would you say that I guess going through this experiment has kind of revealed to you, um, I guess, how important it is to be able to sort of change how your team is structured over the course of the season and like how that is actually a it's a very necessary part of the game. You can't just sort of set up with one strategy and then stick with that the whole time. Yeah, I think that's a great point because the, there's a really logical solution to my Richarlison problem and that's to trade, uh, transfer out Trippier. Yeah, yeah. get just, just any scrub. Go, any yeah. scrub will do. <laughs> and, <then laughs> and, go, and go up front, go up on Richarlison. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but given the constraints, I can't do that. But yeah. you're 100% right. So, and potentially to, to look back again to... Uh, to, to the fondlers, you know, potentially that's where they've had the success. Mm. Whether they needed to zig, they've zigged, and whether they need to zag, they've zagged. And I can zig, but I can't zag. so much zag. <laughs> and and, and that, that sort of makes uh, some challenges there. You know, I still sort of stand by it. Perhaps, you know, maybe three premier defenders is the sweet spot. Forward gives you 
less flexibility perhaps um, so I was just, I'm just actually just made me think of that um, that question that Jesse Farmer um, posted us early in the season about you know is this a fact based argument stacking the back and when does it become a feel good <laughs> argument and are you right now under the number one bus to Island Bay? Is that where you're spending your time right now? Um, <laughs> I, I think I'm like maybe sixty six percent of the <laughs> yeah. back place yeah. on. Uh, but yeah, there's definitely um, you know some stubbornness that's. Uh, Dictating the, I think probably the the ceiling of the numbers eleven is being restricted by the constraints. I yeah. Think. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Um. Thanks a lot for that update, Ruby Station. Uh. We'll be right back. All right, we're live. It's uh, phase six time. Wait, five or six? I don't know anymore. That doesn't really matter. It's Ronos, and we're we're at full noise here. And I've got uh, D Stew, the man of the hour, Danger Zone FD manager. And he's going to be uh, coming in live right now. Okay, D. Stu, what does phase five or six mean to you? Phase six is about just really getting stuck in, digging deep, um, unlocking an extra gear, and just really pushing hard until the end, you know, be the end of the season, you know, the end of the night or the end of whatever you're doing, you know, just really going for it. Thanks, mate. Congratulations. Congratulations from all at MOA uh, FC and... Um, over and out. All right, just about time to uh, wrap it up here. But before we do, uh, we've just got question time. Um, we did have some correspondence from listeners this week. We love your correspondence. Please um, yeah. do get your questions in. If you do have a question for your for the pod, we're happy to pay you out um, whenever you want us to. Questions, um, questions, questions. Yeah, so I think, uh, Matt Steele, have you got the first question there from... Yeah. So we've got a question from Concerned Caliber with Mount Kukukuk. Um, he asks, he asks, why does my team suck? Um, I mean, okay. that's bold asking it in this situation where he's not made an appearance for the pod. So I'll just let, mm. um, just let the Digs Master Riwi kick it off and see what Man, I just want to chip in. We're going to, we're going to limit this for about two minutes because we won't count to be able to sleep tonight. So part of the issue for me is there's not a lot of balance in his team. So he's he has Alonso, and Alonso should have been gone about a month and a half ago. Yeah. So that's issue number one. And then beyond Alonso, there's no meat in the back. you know. And I don't need to repeat what I've said earlier in the pod, but I, I need meat at the back. And then you look at the midfield. The midfield has its, it needs Salah. That's issue number, that's issue number two. <laughs> yeah. And then you know if you're going to have a player like Bernardo Silva at 7.6... You know, uh, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, you should be paying, at, you know, an option just top of my head. Pay 0.4 million less for a far better player in Sigurdsson. That's, 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 you know, <laughs> so it's like, there are, it's like, Cullen uh, is presented with four options and picks option five, which isn't even on the table. <laughs> um, you know, Ericsson, I can't knock it, but, uh, you know, I still... He's not know, explosive enough. It's, yeah, yeah so... When, is, when does he get big scores? Correct. Then, yeah. and then assist here, assist there, not enough. And then where's Rashford? Like you, you need to have like Ch- Chicharito should just go home. Yeah, mate. CC, it looks like you make some transfers. I think you're asleep at the wheel, CC. <laughs> get, yeah. get on that wildcard, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think I think that Bernardo Silva. Yeah, that, oh, that hey, kind of, okay. And we are talking about the same guy here who earlier in the season subbed out Ryan Fraser, <laughs> who was the best points per million player in the game for, well, we're talking first half of the season, and brought in Ross Barclay no, after no, no, no. he had the big haul against Burnley. But what 
You can't. It, it, it gets worse. You know, it gets worse. Stop, oh, he, 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 yeah. They brought out. He had <laughs> Barkley and he had um, uh, Fraser, and then wanted to bring in Flip Anderson. So got rid of Bar- uh, f- uh, got rid of Fraser. Fraser, and then we chastised him. So he took out Barkley and brought back in Ryan Fraser. <laughs> more than what he sold him for. Alright, alright. We should probably we should probably call a moratorium on that right there. Um, I'm just going to say I also bought in Bernardo Silva last week and that's why I'm Rob No Clue. Um, we've got another question I think from uh, What a Moment FC manager Jesse Farmer. Um, what is that question? It's a it's a big question. Yeah, yeah. So we've, we've taken some artistic license with this. So he said question to each member of the podcast panel which teams you predict do you predict will finish top three bottom three for the super league and b league respectively and in what order what we've done here is we're gonna as a group agree who's gonna come top three bottom three because otherwise leagues. there would have been too many arguments yeah so should we start should we start with the b league yeah let's do that and should we start from the bottom or the top let's start from the top the top's top's really easy cool. um Number one is Thomas Nielsen, Football Finders. Yes, lock lock it in. Yeah, lock. Um, number one. Number two is Rob Farmer and Farmers Agreed. United. Yep. They are also bloody good. Yep. Um, those two have just made an absolute mockery of any sort of like title race. Um, yeah. And I know it, I know it, it's not always a factor, but Rob has paid his dues. He's he's been there or thereabouts in the B League for several years now. He deserves to be promoted. And then oh, we've got yeah. we've got teams three, four, five, and six. I think are all in with a good shout. So we've got Bedonda Blitz, who blitzed Christmas. Yeah, four yeah. four wins over Christmas. The Huge. only team to do it. Only got team, momentum yeah. on their side. Yeah. Then we've got Shabba Rovers FC, who, um, despite all our wishes, are doing quite well. Mm. And also doing quite well in overall points. They're sitting yeah. in fourth. We've got Lamageddon FC. Not doing so well in overall points, but sitting in fifth. Mm. And then we've got Strike Miners United um, sitting in sixth, doing quite well. Strike Miners United probably should have gone out last season, but blew it at the end. Do you think we're setting up for like another when, uh, when Laurie gets to pole position going in the last game, we can just blows it all away? Laurie and Tom blow it. I reckon <laughs> Laurie and Tom both blow it <laughs> at the same time and leave Joe Beddoes <laughs> to take out third place. I think there's a lock yeah. done. Yeah. I think Joe's very focused this year. And, uh, yeah, I think it would take a lot for him not to be the one that goes yeah, up in that spot. So, All so, right. Um, moving on to the Super League then. Do you want to do the, just quickly the bottom, bottom end of the beat? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, Mark Boric <laughs> and Hammond Helmet United are pretty much down already. Yes. Oh, it's such um, a sad tale. Former champion as well. And then we decided, we've talked about it, Grangewood FC are down. They're, they're 16th at the moment, but, I mean, their, their overall points total is terrible. Yeah. No transfers made. So, they're done. And then um, we think the Harcourt Honey Badgers Might some just, life in them. Yeah, going to get yeah. themselves out of it. They were the top scoring side in the B League last Huge. week, yeah. which is mm. massive. Uh, picking up some points lately, yeah. and they've taken, they've beaten some big teams lately as well. So, so yeah. our prediction for finishing third bottom is Stouty Town. <sighs> Sam Stout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's um, he's decline. yeah. He looks like he's on the decline. Red arrows, sure yeah. sign. Yeah. Nice uh, Super League. What do you reckon? So, Super League, top of bottom, boys. Start with the bottom. Start with the bottom. So, in dead last, NZ Spurs, John O'Pierce. I think we're convinced he's down. He played his wild card this week with no Salah. So, that's evidence enough, I'm sorry. afraid. Sorry. Uh, 17th, Ben Inkster, the Invincibles. I think we're both, well, sorry, we're all pretty convinced he's going to finish second from also bottom. Also wild card, no Mo Salah. Exactly. 
that was all this week. And third from bottom, bit tougher. Uh, currently, Colin Jacobs winning well, who <laughs> made the final of the Super League last year. We expect him to move out. Of I that think he'll move out of there. He's been um, winning quite poorly of late. <laughs> Sam Curry's in fifteenth, but again, again, uh, good points total, and think he'll pull out of that. Who have we gone with? Well, Chris Cowman's in fourteenth. Aiden Lawrence with Aiden's amigos in thirteenth. I think. I I think Aiden is gonna go through the trap door personally. He's avoided it for the past few seasons, so it's probably his, probably his time, right? Former Super League champion, but yes, he has been on the decline. Sure. So I was sort of looking at this thinking, uh, you know, Jason Carpenter has was going very well <laughs> and has gone from so you left know, field call a here, very huh? high spot in the Super League to dangerously close to um, 16th points, uh, 16th place. And, you know, there's very much rocks and diamonds with that team. If Hazard and Aubameyang hit, fine. But if they don't hit, then there's some struggle streak there. Um, so that's sort of where I'm leaning there. So we've got a bit of a split decision here. There's a couple of us who are thinking it'll be Aiden and then really up on the limb with Jason. I think that's probably, we'll keep that, we'll keep that prediction banned yeah. and then see who mm. looks like the, the <laughs> dickhead at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, open up at the end of the season, I think. You got, All right. you got Austin um, Do you guys just want to really quickly rattle through, who do you think will finish top of the Super League? Yeah, it's so tough to call, but... Tied up there. We thought we thought Mott Tigers have probably got enough about them to finish top. The fact that he scored thirty four points last week and won, yeah, uh, is evidence. We think we think Matt Rowe, who's not in the top four at the moment, has got a bit about him. Yeah, scores highly. Yeah. Um, Manager of the month for December. That's right. Yeah, um, always look at his team and he's scoring in the seventies or the eighties. Yeah. So he's probably going to sneak in, sneak into um, second, and then that pains. Three of us here to say it, but Border United seem to have some momentum, and um, mm-hmm. they've been burnt before in this league. And usually, you get burnt a couple of times, and you step up and look like you're going to win it. So we think Grant Rewe probably yeah. taking that third spot. Yeah, I guess it's an all seriousness, you know. I sort of speaking to it before, but I, I sort of think I, um, and I, I do have the momentum at the moment. Like things seem to be, I sort of seem to have a bit of what Tom Nielsen has, and just. Decisions seem to be coming off. Who was the last guy to beat you? Yeah, that'd be uh, Matt Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Some some weeks ago, but it was still you. So, yeah. A lot could change, but yeah. All right. So, Jesse, I hope that answers your questions. Um, You know, a little bit vague from the panel there, but I think together (laughs) we have covered it. Um, Yeah, as always, if you do want to ask a question of the pod, please do get your correspondence in. We do love to hear from you. Um, and I think that probably just about brings us to the end of today's podcast. Wes, alright? Awesome. Any more for any more? Nah. Uh, We'll see you next time. Good luck for the next couple of weeks. Unless you're playing me. (laughs) Alright, all the best. Uh, Catch you later. Bye. stage here that I hadn't quite seen coming um, the day after uh, is what I'd like to describe the final phase it's like a car crash um, and I feel 
feel terrible. Turns out I might not know as much as I thought I did, um, which has me questioning everything right now. So yeah, we'll um, hopefully bounce back and uh, catch you folks all.